Suicide is a tough topic, but the Washington County Reach for Hope Suicide Prevention Coalition wants you to know that there is always hope. We are a caring community reaching out to provide compassion and hope for a community free of suicide. In the next half hour, we'll talk with community partners to identify risk factors, raise awareness, and discuss prevention strategies. Hello, and thanks for joining us on another edition of Reach for Hope, where there's always hope. I'm Melissa Anderson. You know, many veterans struggle with thoughts of suicide, especially this time of year. And after serving in wartime, suicide rates are significantly higher in Utah among veterans than the national veterans' suicide rate. But the VA and veterans organizations are working to drop those numbers as well as other people around our community. With me today to talk uh, about this issue is U.S. Air Force veteran and real estate mogul Michael Brandt and also Rafael Capitan, who's the director of Brain Health Center. Thanks for joining us today and for being on the show. Appreciate it. Hoorah! <laughs> Thank you. So excited. Yeah. So first of all, Michael, um, you recently joined our Reach for Hope Suicide Prevention Coalition. Mm. And give us a little bit of background about mm. yourself, mm. where you served, and what you do now. Thank you. I grew up in Michigan, which means I hate Ohio. <laughs> Just joking. They're okay. I actually lived in Ohio for a bit, too. But um, um, shoot. You know, veterans is very dear to me. Um when I got out of the Air Force, um, Chapter 33 was like just coming out, so I got a chance to actually go to a college, and it was really great. I found myself next to like a bunch of uh, veterans in class, and we started a club, and it was really at that moment where I understood uh, not just about myself and my own needs, but, but my brothers and sisters in arms and, and their struggles, and some of them were very similar to mine, and some of them were, were on different spectrums, but we all had a common thread. And that's when I really got to really deep dive into a community aspect of, of what I was involved with. Yeah. So, it, you know, I've heard that before, brotherhood among veterans. And it's, it's, a, it's a great thing to, to feel. And, and, you, and you learn that when you're in the military. So you were in the Air Force. Is that correct? That's correct. And what did you do? <laughs> Your ears well, are falling off. Yeah, my ears are falling off. Actually, I had a top secret SDI clearance, so I can't really say what I did, honestly. Okay. But right. I, I was in supply, and I helped people get stuff. And, and now you want to kind of give back. Tell us about this uh, Veterans Chamber of Commerce in Utah and how that is helping your fellow comrades. Wow, thank you. Um, so, you know, from an economic standpoint, um, we live in a debt-based society, so being able to provide for yourself and your family is so key. And, you know, with having a purpose in life and someone to love and something to do, business is right up there. You know, your hobby, you want to turn into a business, and people, veterans, struggle with that aspect of converting their hobby to something they can actually do full-time. And so the Veterans Chamber of Commerce is really designed for entrepreneurship, for career development, and for events for us to kind of get together, too. Awesome. So you're just continuing that on and, and keeping that brotherhood alive and, and sisterhood and su supporting each other. Mm -hmm. You know, it sounds like it. Now I want to uh, talk to you, Raphael. You are here in St. George. Tell, tell us a little bit about your, um, you're the director of the Brain Health Center. Tell us what that is and, and, and what that's all about as far as helping veterans and others. Thank you. Yeah. So we at the Brain Health Center, we provide TMS treatment. So it's transcranial magnetic stimulation. So it's a non-invasive treatment that veterans can come in and get a free brain mapping to see the electrical activity in their brain. They can get a free consultation 
And we want the veterans to know that if they're experiencing suicidal thoughts or suicidal ideation, they can come in and get a free three-day treatment for TMS. And so it's to help them get out of suicidal thoughts and then hopefully help them get on the right path to um, either uh, more support or just getting out of that ideation because it's serious. Um, me personally, I attempted in 2008 and um, just struggled with depression for 10, 15 years, um, three years ago, summer of COVID, our oldest, uh, he attempted and uh, I just kind of nosedived in depression and I had TMS myself three years ago and it saved me. I haven't had a depression episode since and so TMS is very personal to me and I know what it can do for veterans. Uh, and nobody in the country offers free TMS, and so we want to get the word out that veterans can come in um, and they can get a free three-day treatment to hopefully get them out of that tough space. Wow. And and so, Michael, have you had this this testing? Yes. I'm a, a wonderful guinea pig. <laughs> I'll say yes to anything. <laughs> but, um, no, I've, I met Raphael. We had this, like, interim event for veterans, and my wife actually found Raphael and um, connected us together and at the events, I got to understand more about TMS and what um, the Brain Health Center does. And I was like, yes, yes, sign me up. He's like, all right, come on by Monday. I was like, I'm there, dude. And um, I had my brain mapped. He's like, um, they have all this data. And it's really great because I don't think like other people think. And obviously the data showed that. It was like all red, but then your, your brain kind of like rewires itself and they kind of show you how it does. And so, um, seeing data like that was like comforting to me to know that like, hey, I am how, why I am for a reason and seeing that was like, okay, I get it. And so your brain kind of like makes other like snapses and such to like understand information. And I'm sure other veterans are the same way. And so they're not alone and the data will show you that, you know, when you come and you'll see. Do you think that's a veteran thing or uh, maybe before or after they've been in the military or do you think it's just something that happened from birth that you're got different synapses. I mean, I don't know who to ask that question. What do you of. think, Raphael? Well, uh, there's a lot of things that can contribute to overactivity in the brain or underactivity in the brain. So the free brain mapping will show us visuals of what's going on in the brain. And it's one of our patients' favorite parts um, because most of the time, the images from the brain mapping correlates with how the patient's um, feeling and what they've been experiencing mental health wise. Uh, so we can see if there's overactivity like ADHD or anxiety or PTSD, uh, or if there's underactivity like depression and things like that. So um, uh, it's just, we're very data driven. We want to give a, our patients as much information as we can, complimentary, even if they don't get treatment. There's no charge for the brain mapping or the consultation with our provider. Um, but it's just providing patients with as much information as they can so they can make a, you know, a good decision what's best for them and for their family. That's great. Thank you for doing that. That's mm -hmm. awesome. I mean, veterans often do suffer with PTSD, especially mm -hmm. after they've served. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's just uh, outstanding that you're willing to help and that you've been there yourself and, yeah. and you've you're, you really been you know, it's helped you. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know if your son had that at, at all, but it's, it's great to know that there is that resource out there. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And also maybe it's like the old, the age old thing of like nature versus nurture. So obviously it might be genetic, but also like when you have impactful events, especially for people in the service, it, it's going to affect you either directly or indirectly because 
man, like when people come back um, from deployment, you get to hear all the all the that happens, and you kind of um, carry that burden from the brotherhood, irregardless. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk a little. I mentioned earlier about the higher suicide rates among veterans in Utah. And the last statistics that I pulled up were from 2021. They show that there are about a total of 62 of whom were mostly males. Uh, why do you think that veterans struggle more with suicide, especially in, in Utah? I'll answer. Um, it could be a, a lot of what, what they experienced in the service. Uh, one of our staff members uh, was in the Navy for 10 years in the medical field, and um, he has shared experiences with us. And his wife was also uh, in the military, and she, you know, um, has her experiences that, uh, that we've learned about. And so I feel that uh, veterans are experiencing things in life that most citizens will never experience. Um, and I, I personally want to thank them for their service. I know um, a lot of people say that, but like for me, it's, it's Heartfelt. so important. Yeah, because we have so many freedoms here that we take for granted. And our veterans are the ones that are going through the hard times and the hard experiences that we won't ever have to go through because they do it for us. And and so that's one of the reasons I believe they might be struggling is because they are seeing things, hearing things, experiencing things that most people will never experience. And that, that uh, you know, leaves, leaves uh, uh, trauma or... Uh, they might have PTSD from memories, things uh, that maybe trigger uh, memories of, of hard times during the service. And so, um, you know, the Brain Health Center, we just want to offer something to give back. Uh, and that's why that's one of the reasons why we do the free three day treatment for suicide, um, because one loss is too many. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Do you have anything that triggers you, Michael, at all? Or do you have any triggers that? Thank you. Like uh, maybe. I don't know. A lot of times during the 4th of July, veterans are triggered by just the sound of mm -hmm. fireworks. Yes, but also going back on uh, the previous point, I think that going into the military is like you're on a different planet. So you're in planet army or planet marines. And then you go back to, to Utah, it's a whole different planet itself. And, you know, and you're like, holy moly, like, geez. And so this like disruption of like your lifestyle is like a total shock. And so maybe that's why it's higher in Utah because it's such a unique state and unique mind frames. Um, especially like counterintuitive to like a military mind frame. But as far as my own personal like um, triggers, um, wow. I think being intellectual, it was harder for me to understand people's mind frames. But uh, I think being older and just um, being more patient and learning from maybe experiences that I was maybe negative in and uh, being self-aware, it allowed me to understand that everyone's different and to understand why people are are doing something is the key to not having those triggers. But like you said, like, hey, there's a sound and you get triggered by like a 4th of July, 4th of July explosion. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's much you can do because that's more of a frequency standpoint. And, and that's something hard to like to get over because your body just unconsciously um, reacts to that. Yeah. It's just it's just reaction. <laughs> um, uh so the majority of suicide deaths reported to the Veterans Administration were between the ages of 35 and 54. That seems kind of young to me, but do you have any thoughts as to why that might be? Either one of you. I, I think at that um, age, they're getting burned out. They, they tried things like six, seven, teen times, and it didn't work. And they're like, they're at their ends, their wits end. 
And I think it's also when your body starts to um, stop producing um, testosterone and like certain chemicals. So you don't have mm -hmm. that boost you used to have that would almost kind of get you over the hill. And when things like really kerplunk, it's like, darn. And that may be a reason why. Yeah, that's interesting. I never thought about that. I know that, uh, that hormones play a huge role for women, too, later in life. And it's kind of like, okay, do we need more of it or less of it or what? So that's an interesting thing because males, uh, middle-aged men, are the number one. Um, uh, they're the ones that would, would take their lives other, over others. So that's interesting to hear that reasoning. I never thought of it that way before. Um, and, and most of these deaths are, are usually by firearms. And I can understand that with the veterans because they're used to using one. That's what they've been trained to use. Um, we have, uh, uh, there's other methods, but why do you think that, that, that veterans especially would turn to firearms? Were you equipped in using those? Um, I think it's, um, you know, like if you ever watch like investigative like movies or, or crime shows, it's like there's a reason why everything was done a certain way. And I think it's um it's like a protest in a sense. You know, they, they want to go out with a bang. They want to show that they had impact. Mm. And, and it's like it's this whole thing of like, yeah, maybe I couldn't do it, but bam, it does matter. And it's like this whole emotion and this whole ride. And, you know, and also women, like you say, it was more male based in the military. Women tend to do things like pills or other aspects and men are traditionally more like more aggravated attempts. And so that's just another aspect of it. Yeah. I want to bring something up uh, about the new 988 number. And do you think that that number is going to make a difference? And we haven't had it out very long, but uh, do you think it's going to make a difference in, in preventing suicides? Raphael, do you have an opinion on that? Uh, yes. Uh, if it helps one person, then it's worth it. So the 988 number, uh, it's just another great resource that we hope to get the word out so more people know that it's there. Um, I've been there when you're thinking in the middle of the night that there's no reason to keep going. Um, and uh, I'm sure for me personally, that would have been a nice number to have 15 years ago. But um, now that it's there, more people just need to know about it so that if they're ever in that space, because it's tough and it's exhausting. It's exhausting to be uh, having suicidal thoughts and just telling yourself things that aren't true, like everybody would be better off if I'm not here, my kids would be better off, my wife would be better off. And that's just not true. But when you're in that space, you truly believe things like that. And so having a 988 number and um, being able to talk to somebody live and just getting maybe some support that will help them maybe make it to that next day and then to the next day. Uh, so if we can just get the word out on the, on the 988 number, like I said, if it just helps save one person, it's worth it. But hopefully it will it'll be able to help a lot more people. Yeah, and I don't know if um, a lot of people, when they're in that darkened state, would be even willing to reach out. But I think because we're talking about mm -hmm. this and we're mm -hmm. making it more... Uh, like you said, 15 years ago, nobody wanted to talk about it. Nobody, it was voodoo, you know, and right now, because we're talking about it, I think it makes it more okay and accepting to not be okay and to reach out and go, oh yeah, you're a baby for doing that. But no, you're really not. I mean, I don't know. Uh, do you know of anybody who has actually experienced that um, sort of thing where they're like not wanting to do anything about it because they're because they're afraid that they're going to be looked down upon of course yeah yeah you know it's um 
I don't know what it's classified as a, a brain disease or a disorder, but there's something that, that can't get some people out of this mind frame of like, like Raphael was saying, like the world would be better off without me or this and that. It's like, no, it's like, how about the world? And how about <laughs> this and that? Like, yeah, maybe like life sucks sometimes. Like I, I kind of enjoy things, but sometimes life does suck. And I'm like, darn man. And like things get on my back, but I have to say like, this other inner my monologue that I have of like, no, 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 F that, F that. Yeah. We're going to do it this other way. But um, it's really tough when they're alone. I think we need men mentorship. You know, sometimes like a significant other or the wife, they it doesn't work that way for whatever reason they, they need to be there. But when you have like a stranger sometimes kind of like, like kick you in the right direction, sometimes that works. And we just need to um, either do like, like the punch and then and, and then and like hey like wake up wake up kind of thing if that doesn't work it's it's more of like a um a um like a, a real realization yeah and maybe it's more like they need to um eat better sometimes too because mm -hmm. I was saying about like fermentation and what you put into their body maybe they need to fast and so that can help uh, clear up some of their 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 thinking too because um, if you eat bad food you're gonna think bad thoughts. Um, getting them connected to their source and, and, and praying just some the basic concepts of like um, friendship um, health and then like you know like a, a connection is is uh, the concept I think that will be better and of course that doesn't work TMS is always a great option too yeah I, I agree with the idea of fasting because it does kind of put you in a different sense with your body your mind body and soul um, and it kind of makes you think about things a little differently. <laughs> it kind of wakes up your brain because your stomach's hungry, but you're still trying to figure that all out. So I agree with that. That's, that's a great concept. So why do you think then it's especially important to talk about suicide mm -hmm. and suicide prevention among veterans? Because I know that they're the ones that are, oh, you know, sometimes don't reach out. Mm -hmm. Raphael? Yeah, it's uh, like, like you said, 10, 15 years ago, it was taboo. It's uh, people were always saying it's a selfish thing to do and, and all this and that. But now, um, unfortunately, it's so common, uh, even among the youth, um, but with veterans that if we can just talk about it and just let veterans know that um, they are appreciated, they do need to be here, that there is a way out of whatever struggles they're going through. Cause I, I believe a lot of times as men, as you know, since we asked about why more men uh, commit suicide um, or attempt, um, it's just that pressure of supporting a family, that pressure of being successful, the pressure of living the American dream and coming back as a veteran. And uh, I've never done it myself because I'm not a veteran, but just I can imagine the pressure that they feel trying to get back into the real world. And then they come into Utah and it's a totally different culture because I'm from Dallas. I moved here in 2002. So it is a totally different culture here. Yeah. Um, uh, even though I love it here, I know it's just different. And so just the pressure of life in general, and especially now with how things are going, how hard it is to get into a home and how hard it is to you know, have finances, uh, take care of the family and, and whatnot. Um, it's, it's probably really tough for veterans to just maneuver that. And then if they're going through suicidal ideation and having suicidal thoughts, um, we just want them to know that there's support out there. There's, there's resources, not just the 988 number, not just us with TMS. There's, there's so many resources and support out there that, 
Uh, we want the veterans to know that they can get through this t- tough time. It's okay to talk about it. It's okay to feel those feelings, to have those experiences. But mm-hmm. let's let's move in the right direction um, and uh, just know that there's something out there that can help them move forward. Yeah, and you mentioned the homes, and that's what you're what you're all about, right, Michael? You're oh, yeah. trying to help the veteran to be able to afford a home, mm-hmm. and then what do you do to 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 support that? Thank you. Yeah, that's actually why I got into the game of real estate. It's like, man, real estate agents are amazing people. They're, it's a great network, but it, sometimes it's like a cash it's a cash cash is king, you know, society. Like, oh, I got this new listing, and it's like, great. What about the ninety percent of Americans, you know, who can't really afford that? And so. I think developing, um, we're creating Habitat for Heroes. It's a nonprofit, so we're a nonprofit builder. We already have 80 acres donated to us, and we're going to start building from Barrel down to Cedar City, down to uh, uh, Vejo, and all these communities in southern Utah that people don't necessarily want to live today because McDonald's is not there or whatever. But no, that's awesome land. It, it's super cheap. We're going to build houses for like next to nothing. We're going to give veterans and police officers places to live. This whole thing of like, I can't afford a $600,000 house. Yeah, but you know what? It's a beautiful area and we're gonna help you build a house. There's tons of resources. Everyone cares about everybody. And it just takes that one spark and we're gonna blow it up and show everybody that we are a community. And it's not just about money, money, money. It's about building a community and building things that like memories that we can cherish and say, yeah, we did that. Yeah, we did that. And we care about each other and that's what matters. How, how do people find out more about that? So. Um, Habitat for Heroes, if you just Google it or, or go on Facebook, you'll see it. It's, it's a new organization. We're breaking ground maybe late or, or mid next year, and it's going to be really awesome. That sounds great. And now why did you decide to join the Reach for Hope Suicide Prevention Coalition? I know you're interested in data, and you've, you've joined as the committee uh, chair for the data committee. Thanks for doing that, because I hate numbers. <laughs> but it sounds like as a real, realtor, you would, have to, you would have to do a little bit of more of that analytical brain thing, which is why your brain works different than mine. Uh, tell me about that. So um, when you have a message out there, or you, you, got, you need data. You know, everyone has a voice, but having like um, information to back up what you say is important. And I think that's key. I think inside we kind of know what's going on. And sometimes the data is, is right on, but sometimes that's the opposite. And you're like, holy moly, like, I thought it was the other way. And then you kind of get like the switch mind frame. And then you can really help people like, okay, here's what it shows. And this is what we're going to do. And that's just great. Yeah. And Raphael, what, how would people get a hold of you to get this free TMS brain scan if they need help. And it's not just for veterans, it's for others. Correct. Yeah. So uh, brainhc.com is the fastest way to reach us. They can message us directly uh, on the bottom of the website. Our phone number's on there. They can text us. They can call us. But they just need to have a schedule of free brain mapping and a free consultation. It's an initial visit to meet with our nurse practitioner. And then um, if he feels like they um, are safe enough to do a treatment for suicide, uh, it's a three-day treatment and it is completely free. There are no charges or fees or anything. um, And we're trying to get the word out on that. So um, brainhc.com is the website. Great. What do you think, um, and I'm going to just, we only have a couple of minutes left, but what do you think the community can do to rally around support for anyone who might maybe suicidal or have these suicidal thoughts, um, what can we do? Wow. That's the question of the hour, you know? Holy moly. Um, 
as a community, we need to build that hope. We need to uh, support I, I people. Think, um, I think we're super friendly, but just being the first one to say hello in the streets, it, it goes a long way in smiling at people mm -hmm. and uh, not being afraid to say, hey, like you matter. Uh, hey, I love you. Hey, person I don't know. Um, you look great today. And, and, and that can start a lot of th great positive interactions. Being kind to one another. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's something we sometimes we don't see in the world these days. How about you? Yeah, that's a great question. I think an act of service a day can go a long way. Um, and I, I, man, just being in, going through that myself, seeing uh, the youth struggle with suicide and knowing that veterans struggle with it on a daily basis, um, just talking about it more. If you see something, say something, do something, because... We know people in our lives that are struggling. Why not reach out to them, just see how they're doing, and ask them how they're doing? And and I just want I just want to say this um, because of what I experienced and what our family experienced. Uh, you know, suicide doesn't just affect the person that's having the thoughts; it affects the people around them, like their spouses, their kids, their coworkers. So if we see somebody struggling, let's reach out to them and just see what we can do to help and if we can get them connected with some of these resources. That is so true. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you both for being here on the show today. Thank you, Melissa. It's, it's just great to have you on board, and it's great to know that, that you're trying to do something in our community to help out as well. So we hopefully people will listen to this and, and help out. And to all of our listeners and viewers out there, we wish you a Merry Christmas. And remember, if you or someone you know is struggling, don't be afraid to reach out. Hope you have a happy holiday. Merry Christmas. The Reach for Hope Coalition wants you to know that we care about you and we are here to help. If you or someone you know is thinking about suicide, reach out. You're not alone. To access resources for yourself or others, visit our webpage at reachforhopeutah.org. That's reach, the number four, hopeutah.org. If you are experiencing a crisis, please call or text the Suicide Crisis Lifeline at 988 because you matter and there is always hope. This has been a production from a podcast studio.